0: This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Events. Blueprint Events has specialized in event planning in the greater Sacramento area since 2010. I work hard for each one of my clients, helping them plan and host upcoming events free of stress and with confidence. Whether it's planning a wedding or entertaining a corporate event, let Blueprint Events do the work for you. What up? What up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Man, do me a favor. Uh, Leave me a like, subscribe, tell me what you think about the podcast as I continue to grow and this summer brings some real heat to the, to the airways right now. So, um, man, bear with me as always. I try to give the best introduction I can on my guests, but also, man, for the, for the folks down south, midwest, east coast, whatever, I got a special treat for you today for sure. So let me jump into this intro. Uh, man, my guest today is a graduate of Belmont in 2016 with a bachelor's degree in physical education. Then he also went on to earn a master's degree in sports admin from TSU in 2009. However, also while at Belmont, um, this gentleman, man, served as a co-captain in their first NC Division I tournament appearance during his senior year in 2006. He was a four-year starter, scored 1,100, let's just say 1,200 points career points at a graduate as Belmont, all-time leader in assists and steals in the Division I. Um, let's keep it rolling, man. This coach started his career early on, right, right after he graduated, jumped into a grad assistant role at TSU. Um, in his early years, also he followed that up with just serving some time at East Tennessee State. Currently, though, this gentleman is the head men's basketball coach at TSU, Tennessee State University. As of 2018, um, he is now serving, I believe, going to year four, maybe five, if I'm correct. But just to give you a little stats, man. His first year, this gentleman took a team from nine and twenty-one, 16 and twelve, in the Ohio Valley Conference. Second year, followed up. Doubled his wins with 18 tied for the most home wins in um, Gentry Center at 11. Also increased over, increased the uh, percentage rankings by 300%. Man, uh, this gentleman is doing big things in Tennessee. He has, man, the stamp from some guys like, say, Penny Hardaway, other coaches around the area. So, Coach Brian, Penny Collins, how you doing, man?
1: Man, thanks for having me on, brother. How
0: you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you taking time out your day, Coach. And um, as you know, you know what I'm saying, we in the basketball world. I mean, I'm a defensive guy when I was growing up playing, so we're going to jump 94 feet. We're going to jump right into this to this thing right here, man. But let's just talk about, man, let's take it back from uh, growing up, man, Tennessee. Uh, just tell me about where you're from, man, growing up. How was it?
1: Man, it was good. I'm, I'm, I'm from the state of Tennessee, but I grew up grew up in Memphis. Okay. Um, was, my dad was a high school coach. Uh, I always used to be in a gym around him, moved to Nashville when I was in the uh, fifth grade. And I consider myself a Nashvilleian because I've been here the majority of my life. But I was, I was born in Memphis.
0: Okay, Memphis, that's what's up. Memphis, I, I love <laughs> Memphis for sure. Uh, all right, you know, as we know in our era, man, coach growing up, was it only Hoop for you or what else did you dabble and dabble in growing up as a young man? Because I know we was always outside, as they say, especially being down south. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's what other stuff did you put your dabble in growing up?
1: Man, I, I only hooped. I only okay. played basketball, like, on a team. But, like, in terms of being outside in the neighborhoods, yeah, we play everything. We, from pick-up smith to, to baseball to kickball to all, all the sports in, in the neighborhoods and in school. But as far as the team is concerned, I only played basketball, man. I never been in anything else. I remember one time my mom put me into karate. And... Uh, <laughs> That lasted only one day. Yeah, I got my little white belt, and that was all she wrote. I I didn't do karate after that, but that was it, man. I've been I've been hooping uh, ever since.
0: That's what's up. Um, Growing up during that time, man, uh, hoop court world. Who was somebody that we all got somebody we looked imitated, looked at our game, or wanted to mimic our game after? Who was that person for you, or people for you?
1: Man, growing up, Penny Hardaway. I'm from Memphis. I grew up watching Penny Hardaway. That's my namesake. I mean, he's, I've always had a lot of respect for him in his career. I always try to model my game after him. Always wanted to wear his shoes. Uh, so I would say Penny was, was was the main one. that I would always be like, you know what, I got to I gotta make it to University of Memphis. Play Memphis State one day. I got to, you know, wear number one. You know, I wanted to have my wristband on my elbow just like him. Yeah. Uh, so that 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 definitely was
0: the guy. Yeah, that definitely. I mean, you being from right there, man, that, that hits harder. I know for sure. Uh, that's what's up. So growing up, putting time in, as you know, now as a coach, man, at the high level, putting hours in, right. But back then, I'm not sure if we even counted our hours playing. But how often you say you was hooping on a daily basis, man? How 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 long did you spend outside or on the hoop court playing ball, working on your craft?
1: Um, man, it was every day. And it was, it was, it was sometimes it was sun up to sun down. You know, I, this generation, they do more workouts and cone drills, but we played, I played on a black tie, played in the centers, played outside the centers. You know, if you lose a game, you might not get next for another three games, might as well go home type stuff. So I, yeah, it was one, it was literally a sun up, to sun, sun down type deal for me when it came to basketball.
0: So let me ask you this though. Even I'm, my folks are from Mississippi, man. So shout out to Mississippi and also, but, Outside, we talk about outside, right? And I'm in California too, though. Had to kind of go both worlds. Being outside down Memphis or Nashville, how was the outside courts at that time? I'm sure it wasn't always the best courts I was playing on.
1: No, nah, man. You know, you, you took it fenced in fenced-in courts. You know, you you, you get fouled over there in that corner. You might mess around, and get scraped by the fence too. Facts. <laughs> you know, we uh we had some good ones though, man. Especially growing up in Memphis, we had some really good courts. It was uh, people were always hooping. And when I came to Nashville, we would hoop on the outdoor courts at Harlem Park. Uh, you know, it would be, it'd be people walking, doing, you know, doing their, uh, you know, exercising and things like that while we'd be playing. But we always had pretty, pretty good courts out there out in Nashville. Not like the California area, though, where, you know, you, you got those, you have tournaments and stuff out there, some of those turns, some yeah. of those places. But I would like, and our, our courts was more like above the rim you know, type deal, you know,
0: with yeah. when, when my boy nutsoes on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, and we, and we, we got a couple of them them spots out right here where it's, it's just them, the, you got to be in the right area, right, the location. I'm in NorCal, so we definitely got them courts where you like it's, it's net, I mean, chain link rims, you know what I'm saying, Ch- nets like that and double rims. So we had to earn your keep growing up. Now they definitely get a little better uh, outside field, man. So growing up in this hoop game, man, and um, just as far as, wanting to do something to work, potentially play college basketball. Let's go high school first though, actually. How serious did you take it on the process of actually being a high school at, uh ball player at the time and student athlete? How serious was that on your radar for you?
1: It was, man. My, uh, I got I give my mama the credit. She always instilled to me when I was in high school to don't 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 play around with these high school kids because you're a college player. Mm. You know, you were, don't play around with these little boys. You're a college player. You know what I mean? <laughs> and when I got in college, she used to always say don't play around with these college boys. You're a pro. So that that she always kind of gave me that mindset of thinking to the next level. So you know, from high school, I would say in middle school is when it really got serious for me. You know, start when you started getting picked to play on all star teams and special AAU teams and getting flown places and you know traveling different cities you've never been in and winning tournaments. That's when I knew, okay, this is serious for me, and I needed and needed to take it, take it, take it to the next level in terms of not just playing outside every day, but try to work on my weaknesses and getting in the gym with the right people. Like I said, really wasn't that much working out. It was more so like where are the best hoop sessions at in the city so I can go play against the best, right. play against the former pros to come in town and the college of guys and things like that. So it really got serious. I would say about my junior year, when you really start understanding that this is this is it for you. But uh, them academics, man, if you don't take care of them as a ninth grader now, they'll come back to haunt you. Again. Court, that core GPA is serious now, Man, you know I mean?
0: Yes, sir. No, I mean, I tell our kids every day, man. So, what about moms, right? What does that type of uh, direction come from? Mom, I mean, she got that. I'm sure it's probably her work thing and stuff. Talk about that a little bit because, I mean, she seemed like she put you on that path from day one. Like, no, son, it's next level or be this, man.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it, was, it had a lot to do with how she was raised. Uh, my grandmother, you know, was a great mother to her and was really stern and disciplined on her and she took some of those same values and put them into me Uh, but also my mom's been around basketball her whole life Uh, her and my dad dated when they were in high school and he was a big-time basketball player and so she's seen basketball from the 1970s well (laughs) actually her her dad played for the Harlem Globetrotters and played at TSU too so actually take it back to the 1960s my mom's been watching basketball from the, since from the 1960s all the way till 2020. So wow. she's been around the game a lot. So she understands the nuances of the weight of the mental. She might not can tell you how to do a ball handling drill or, or, or right. tell you how, to, how your form needs to look on your jump shot. But in terms of the discipline and how, how to go about things the right way and the mindset, the mental mindset of the game, she's a she's a master of that kind of stuff so she really instilled that she really kind of instilled that in me too man i i I like to tell the story of when we moved to nashville trying out for my middle school team and um there was a lady in the in the uh hallway looking looking at the practice like oh i hope my son makes the team and my and my mom said she looked at her and she was kind of like in her head she didn't tell the lady this but in her head she was like Make the team. Shit, I'm trying to see who spot my boy going to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, so, she didn't tell me that story until I made the team, but, you know, it was just – that's the mindset she had. And it kind of instilled in me, like, people tell me all the time, Coach Penny, y'all going to win a championship? And my mind said, win a championship? I'm trying to create businesses and ripple ripples in the community to turn the whole Nashville into a, a, even a better place than what it is right now. Like, yeah, we're going to win, but – it's, it's about the legacy that we're going to be able to leave in the, the ripple that we can create throughout our whole community.
0: Man, she's made, she's thinking big picture next level, but also it seems like she's thinking about other people in the process, which is amazing, right? Because she's not being selfish knowing that her son got it, but I want to see everybody in the, in the area make it, which is crazy, man. Think Thank God, she's, that, that's super dope. So let's, let's talk about this high school career before you get into your college, man. Uh, Give me a few highlights, man, coming from high school, man. What are some things that probably stick with you to this day that you know, like, okay, you know what? I'll put my stamp on this or something that you'll never forget.
1: Oh man. Well, my high school team, we were really good, but I think what was more important than that was we had a we had a big following. We used to come to our games. Our games used to be packed. Like it was like on some some out of the movie type thing, you know, like our team, we all wore headbands. <laughs> Uh my junior year we all ordered Scottie Pippen Nikes that came out, but then my senior year we all ordered Penny. So we was like a fresh team too. And so that I, I think that stands out to me is like we would have like a little culture impact on our little era right there. Just being fresh and, and being cool and and winning a lot of games as well. And uh I had I had a bunch of really good games, but I I think the thing that stands out in my mind about high school is the is the losses. Mm. We lost we lost a game to go to the state championship my junior year. And the team that beat us ended up losing in the championship game to a team out of Memphis who we beat earlier that year. You know, at their home gym. So that that kind of that guy that game right there crawls into me sometimes when I think about those those times. But man, high school it was it was amazing and just to just to see like when you go back to your high school or you see people in the community, and they said, "Man, well, you was at the creek, boy, y'all I said, said oh, I used to come to do oh, Pat went nowhere to park, nowhere to sit.' Fact. So that's the kind of that's the kind of impact we had when we were there.
0: That's what's up. So and I've heard that from somebody else. I think last week when somebody interviewed, man, it's. Uh... The wins, we kind of just don't, you know, the wins as you want to win, right? But them losses that once you let get away, especially something like that, you're, we're never going to, I mean, I, I took an L the section championship out here, man. By one point, to say, you know, go all that way and then lose it. That's that's never, so I definitely feel that, man. So going through high school process right now, as you know, the coach, it's work no, stop trying to get kid in college though. Heavily recruited out of high school or kind of had to make your own way? How did it work out for you to make that next jump from high school into your college career?
1: I w I wasn't heavily recruited at all. Um locally, the teams knew about me. Um, you know, I had the Austin Peas and the Belmont's and the Tennessee states recruiting me. And it all came from AAU really. Uh back then, if you didn't if you didn't make it to the nationals and AAU you weren't gonna you weren't gonna get seen. And now they have these tournaments where it's like every weekend you can play in front of college coaches. You know, it's not a turn it's not like a tournament. Um, it's just four or five games in front of the coach over the weekend but in my day you had to win this you had to be top four to substate state in aau then you had to be top two in the state to get invited to the national tournament which was in well it would it would move around but my, my the manual was in the main one was in orlando and for my my age if you didn't make it down there you weren't gonna, you weren't going to get seen because the college coaches weren't allowed to come to watch you play the sub-state and the state tournament. So we get to Orlando, every coach in the country is in Orlando. And so I I only got a chance to play in front of a lot of college coaches in one tournament. And I always think about this, too. My mom put me on another A-U team. Well, not another team, an older team, 19 under team, that played in Virginia Beach that year. And we played against uh, Boo Williams and all them. J.J. Reddick was out. I mean, it was a really good, some really good teams. And we, we came in like eighth place in the national tournament. And I remember playing so well. Um, but that tournament, there, were any, there was not any college coaches there because I was in 19 under tournament. So all those guys are seniors that have already graduated. It was an older group. So I would just went up there to play with them, but I didn't realize that the their national tournament coincided with ours. So I was leaving, I left the Virginia Beach tournament, moved from Virginia Beach to Orlando, and I just felt tired when I was in Orlando. I didn't feel like I didn't have the same pop. I, I just averaged like 18 points a game in this 19 tournament to get some of the best graduating seniors. Now I'm about to go play against my age in the very – after playing like eight straight games. And I was just – I didn't feel like I just had that pop. Mm. So I always kind of regretted that, like going down to Orlando and not playing my best yeah. uh, that I could have played. But I still walked out of there with, some, you know, with three or four one offers.
0: That's what's up. So coming out of high school, what are some of the biggest – Things uh, you feel like you have to improve on to go to college and be effective as well. Because again, as we know, as you go up the level of play, the level it goes up. What are some things you have to put a stamp on? Say, so you know what, man, I got to get better. at This, that, and the other to be able to get on the court.
1: I was one of those few, one of those lucky freshmen. I started as a freshman all the way, freshman through my senior year. But the biggest thing that stuck to me. With the strength of the game, you got to come in and get stronger because high school kids, you're not going to be ready. I don't care if you lift every day in high school. <laughs> when you get them college weights, you go, your body going to go through something. You're yep. going to lose your bounce, <laughs> you're going to lose your shot, and you're going to go through this metamorphosis of your body. And right. then once you get it all back, then you'll be better than you ever were. But you go through this change when you get to college from a strength standpoint. And then slowing down, you know, just like everything, everything's so easy and so fast. I mean, so easy in high school. But in college, everybody fast, and, and you think you got to play fast, but really you got to slow down and play at your own pace and be able. I play the point, so being able to put people in position, still read the offense, still be able to play through pressure, and still be able to execute the offense that the coach puts in or whatever. So, you know, a lot of kids naturally when get pressed up, ninety-four feet, like the podcast, yes sir. With, 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 with the easiest thing to do is just put your head down and drive, and just go to the goal or throw some bull crap. Mm-hmm. but. You gotta have that poise and that patience. And uh, you know, the, those that's why we always like to get those guys, got that old those older, older souls, you know, to, to come into the game to kind of put their calmness to a team. But uh those that, that are some of the couple of things that I thought for me personally, uh were some things I needed to get through to get better at when I first got to college. That's what's
0: up. So you get to, to Belmont first off, just initially, how was it feeling to get that D one offer accepted for you and moms at that point? How was that uh, refreshing, that feeling for you to get that kind of – again, you know, as athletes, we, especially sons, right? I'm, a, I'm the only boy. I got sisters. But that for me, to walk on, and my point, I had to do that. But to say to my mom that it was so refreshing for me, how did that make you feel or your mom's feel once that got set in stone you signed that paper?
1: It was a big, sour relief because um, the process is grueling. You just don't know. Uh, you don't know who's serious about you. You don't know if you're making the right decision. Uh, coaches, when they recruit you, they can tell you whatever. But you get there and it could be totally different. And I was lucky because I'm from Nashville, so I got to stay home and, and play at a school that, you know, they really wanted me. Uh, they, they didn't tell me I was going to start as a freshman, but they told me they needed a point guard, and I was going to be one of two on the roster. So I would definitely have an opportunity to come in and play and how much would be on me. But it was a big sigh of relief, just like, all right, this is what we've been working on, working for, and now this is going to make the best of it.
0: That's, that's super dope, man. Uh, freshman year, you get in there, You talk about starting, right? Um, how did well, it I go for you?
1: I take that back. I didn't start, like, walking to the door and they gave me the keys. I, I think I took over starting lineup in around December. So yeah. about a month into the season, I started.
0: So so even better. You had to earn it. So take me a little bit down that path, to how did you have to earn it? Because as we know, like, right, you step up to that college campus, it changed. They, you on their time, they regiments. How would you adjust to all that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, I'm a coach's son, so I I think that was a little easier adjustment for me. Yeah. And I spent the summer kind of working out with a senior that was from Nashville as well, so I kind of knew what the regimen was going to be in terms of got to get up, got to have some discipline to eat breakfast, and then go to have some fuel, to eat, do the workouts, and you know multiple workouts in one day. And you know it was still hard. Now I remember crawling up them (laughs) dorms, laying in the hallway, couldn't even make it to the bath or to take a shower because you're just so tired. But uh, it definitely wasn't was an experience that I missed, I can tell you that. But on the court, I think what got me there right away, that got me uh, on the court right away is that I didn't go in trying to hit home runs. You know, I was just hitting singles. You know, or if I put it in, in terms of a boxer, I wasn't trying to get knockouts. I was just jab, jab, just getting those points. So we come in and we're we, we, we doing, some, doing some type of um, offensive skill work or we're doing – putting the sets in. I'm not trying to just go out there and get mine. I'm I'm just making the right play. Penetrate kick, you know, to the shooter. Penetrate drop off. You know, I'm just making little plays here and there. I might practice. I might not score number four points in that practice, but I've just been doing exactly what the coach wants me to do. Nothing flashy, you know. When I'm not in the game, and my mama taught me this once again. She said, when your ass ain't in the game, boy, you better cheer. cheer
0: you damn right.
1: <laughs> you, better, Nicholas, cheerleader, you better sit up in your seat. And you better give everybody a fight. Like, so when I wasn't in the game, I was doing that. When I wasn't in practice, if I was still down practice, I was, you know, trying to be that leader and just, you know, encouraging people. And I think over time, your coaches would appreciate that. And my coach appreciated that. And I don't know if there was an injury. I can't really put my finger on what happened to make me start. But something happened. And once he put me in that lineup, I just never went back. I never looked back. That's what's up. And, and here's the thing about it, though, too. Once you get there, it ain't no relaxing. Because the person spot you took, they're trying to get it back in practice. Mm-hmm. The next year, he'll bring a freshman or transfer in. He's trying to get it. You know, so it's always one of those. you always got to be ready to come in and compete and, and, and on your spot.
0: Yep, 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 for never sure. Never get comfortable. Never, 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 never. That's dope. So we talk about that aspect. Let's talk about these academics. We talked about it a little quick earlier, right? Like, how how strenuous is the academic uh, regiment for you? During that time, or do you, you you run over any hiccups or anything like that at that point in time? Any any bumps in the road?
1: Uh man, and I get on my players about this all the time. Nah, I, I had a pretty good foundation. Mm-hmm. I was like an honor student in high school. So and Belmont's a pretty good academic school, and I wasn't you no know, three point five student, nothing like that. I was like a two point eight type of dude. But I, I I was a procrastinator. That was the, the one thing I did I always did. I always to wait till the last minute. And I did that a lot as a freshman, which got me a lot of C's and stuff like that when I, in my, my early years. And, um, you know, once I became a junior and came a little more mature and realized that, you know, what my problem was, I started doing assignments two or three days early. And I, all the, the key is, and it's any young kid out there, always turn your work in, okay? Turn, there's no reason for you to ever, ever get a zero. You should never get a zero from trying to cheat and plagiarize Neither You do your quality, do quality work because And and here's an HR statement. Well, I ain't never going to use calculus in my life. I ain't never going to use biology in my life when I get done. And to to an extent, that's true. But what you are going to have in your life is deadlines and things you're going to have to do, whether it be a bill that has to be paid, whether it has to be you being on time for work and putting in quality work where you're there, you know, all of these things in college that you're going through or high school, are setting you up for what the real world's gonna be. When you gotta go pick your girl, your daughter up from daycare and make sure she got her pampers tied on right and tied on tight. <laughs> and yes, then when she gets home, you better have enough energy to play with her and read with her and tuck her in at night to be a real father for her, where well, all of this, all of those things are the same thing is gotta be in weights on time. You gotta be in weights and, and, and wear the right thing. You gotta get the weight, get practice. You gotta listen and lock in on your, on your um, the coach is telling you, then you gotta go home. And just like that little girl, you got to do your own work. You know what I'm saying. Yep. So if you, if you take care of your business and you're a person doing the right thing, then in life you should be able. Especially as athletes, you should be able to be just fine in life because I, we go we live by this, this standard called deserve to win, and that's what it all boils down to. If you're deserving to win, doing what you're supposed to do, being a good person. It'll happen. It'll really. take you a long way.
0: Yep, that's what's up. That's that's dope. I like that, man. I'm at the I'm at the write that one down. Um,
1: getting
0: through. So you get to that freshman year. Again, like I read in the in the intro, man, a successful career. Putting up numbers, get to the dance get to the attorney. Um, what was that feeling like, especially being being to take that school from your home city to the to the tournament? How was
1: that? Yeah, that was my senior year. Um, it was priceless, and speechless, I don't know what to say. I, I knew when we did it that it would we would go down to history and nobody could take it away from us, that we were the first ever team to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, it was hard and especially for me doing it my senior year, you know, we had lost my freshman year, sophomore year, we lost in the semifinals, junior year, we lost in the semifinals. And I'm just like, what can we do to get us over the hump? What can I do to, as the captain, you know, so to finally get it done, it was just, you know, like, uh, like, it's, it's just as good as getting drafted to the NBA or anything like that. Just like to say that when we were there, we helped change the culture and, Mm-hmm. and, and turn, them in really with the turn them into what they are today.
0: That's what's up. Good deal. So now it gets interesting, right? You finish up the career. As we say, nowadays, a lot of players have so many outlets, opportunities to go pro to do other stuff like that. What's on your mind after you finish your playing career as a young man, as a just getting to get into the dance? What's next for you at this point, though?
1: Man, trying to play pro ball. Uh, I was in the process of trying to find an agent, having people hitting me up. So, you know, finding an agent is just like signing to a school you got to go through it again in terms of getting recruited by people and them telling you what they can do for you and what they and you got to just kind of trust your gut with it. Some people bring you on trips to come visit them or some people come visit you. And so I ended up signing with the guy that showed me the most love. He flew down and saw me, with my family. Uh, you know, he, he really he really went out of his way to uh, put together a packet kind of detailed with my name on it. We had a couple of deals and things like that. So I'm like, all right, this dude's serious. So he did his job, Then He got me a workout with the Atlanta Hawks thought it went well but i ended up getting cut went to the uh d league it was just the g league but it was called the d league mm-hmm. back then and got drafted by the bakersfield jam out in california the yeah. golden state warriors and the sacramento kings were our affiliate i love my time out in cali i played for uh jim Herrick. uh didn't play that many games but it was it was a uh, really cool to play for you know legendary coach won national championship at ucla mm-hmm. Uh, left there and went to, uh, got, where I know, Finland. I went to uh, Finland overseas, and it was, you know, that was like double my money that I was making in the D-League at the time and uh, had a great great time over there as well. And then then right after that, that's when the culture career started.
0: That's what's up. My best friend went to Finland, man. That's crazy. Aaron Haynes was over there playing in Finland for a minute, man. He got over there, so he said he enjoyed it too, man. So that's what's up. So, as a matter of fact, let's not leave this out. The graduation part from college now. A whole as we know, especially being, I mean, African American, black. That graduation for your kids and it's a whole nother level when you graduate for that college degree, man. How was how was that feeling for mom at that point again? How how was she liking it, fulfilling for her or what?
1: No, I, was, I think it was good for uh, for both of my parents. I mean, they was yeah, they were involved the whole time. I got my dad credit on that. Like yeah, Belmont at the time. I'm sure they do it now. They pay for some school, but at that time. Uh, they weren't paying for a guy's summer school like that. Mm. And, if, and if we could pay for it ourselves, but at Belmont, it was like, it's a private school, so it was like really expensive to go to summer school there. And my dad said, you're not going to graduate on time unless you take some additional class in the summer. So we, uh, well, he decided to put me in summer school at a local college uh, in the summertime. So I would take like six hours every uh, every summer on his dime. You know, I think I took a biology uh, and a couple of maths and just kind of just banged it out and he had a he had a check sheet for any father that has a son i advise you to do this don't rely on just your college campuses to uh, keep up with your child's graduation he had a graduation uh sheet that showed every class i needed to i needed to take to graduate in four years and every time i finished the class he'd write the grade beside it and scratch it off Dope. and he, he was doing the math and he was saying you're not know, going to graduate in time and um so he he took it upon himself to do that. And then, like I said now it's, it's a lot different now in you know 2021. People are these their colleges are paying for these kids uh, school in the summer. But if you have a kid that's a non-athlete or whatever, put them in the local community college and get that get that get that three hours for three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot cheaper than the, the three thousand you're gonna have to pay at the out of state school that your child might be at. So I, I gotta give my dad credit on that for for seeing that was gonna happen put me on the path to graduate
0: four sure. years shout out to Popson for looking out man so you jump back on this you, you get a chance to sit on the bench is grad assistant is that the first one you, opportunity you take or is something else and no, I know grad that grad assistant role is 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 is, is work it's grimy uh, how much but this is something you wanted to do so how many like, again, now, that's, now this is the hours I could definitely you might not track but how long days was it for you at this point being a grad assistant because I know you got to spend time doing that
1: Man, like it was when we was outside playing, sun up and sun down.
0: I know that's crazy.
1: No, nah, it's crazy. But you, you talk about how hard it was. Like, when you go to college, you're living on your own for four years. You know, even though I was living in Nashville, I still had my own apartment for four years. I never had to check with my mom and dad. And then when I went pro, obviously I was pro. So I was overseas or I was in Cali. with my own place. When I, But when I came back, you know, I didn't make that much money to be buying no house, no apartment. I'm having to move back here with my mom and dad. And I'm making six hundred dollars a month as a grad assistant, which is just a stipend they give you to eat or whatever. Uh so I'm I'm literally my mom said, Well, you're gonna use three hundred dollars of that to pay your car note. <laughs> so my parents are not the type of parents be like, "I oh, don't worry about it, we're gonna help you through this tough time. Yeah. They wanted me to have responsibilities. So uh, you know, I'm paying half my my uh, my little check on my car note so i when i started doing it was i started like you know what i'm going to start working kids out so i would get little kids under seventh grade young kids and start training them and make them look 40 dollars here fifty dollars there that'd be my little go out money my little date money you know whatever yep. uh go to the movies money so uh it, it was definitely a grind man at the same time you're doing all that just still trying to help the team that you're working with try to win games and i'm so in the gym with those players as well spending a lot of time learning my craft and, and, and studying up under the, uh, the coach at the time, who was Sai Alexander. So definitely a great experience, two years there, two years doing that. But more than anything, like you said, man, get, I got that master's degree.
0: you fast. Super dope, man. Again, another accomplishment, man. And, and my, my auntie and I always say, man, they got to pay what you weigh at the end of the day, you know what I mean, to get that degree. So at this time, though, did you know in your heart or in your mind that this is something you want to do long-term, big scale? even though you are got assistant, like, you know, I'm still – but when did you figure it out saying, say, you know what, this is what I want to do, this is what I feel could be a calling for me to do, or this could I can change some lives with?
1: You know, my junior year in college, I, pro ball is what I wanted to do, you know, no question. But I started thinking about what if I don't play pro for a long time, what where am I going to do next? Because I thought I would play pro 10 years. I mean, I thought I would have a chance to go to the NBA. I really did, but it didn't work out that way. But I, my junior year is where I really kind of started locking in on – the possibility of it happening. But when I was a GA, I was, I was uh, working for Sal Alexander and I would go to his house and he would have this big house, he had a big house and like the nicest part of the city. And he drove a nice car and he had nice suits. And, you know, just, I just was looking at that like, wow, you can be a college coach and live like this, you know what I'm saying? So that, that, that kind of inspired me even more to really want to take it, to the next level and really lock in and, and, and network and meet people, so that I can have an opportunity to possibly be where I am today. I didn't at that time. I had no idea that I could, you know, get here this fast. But that's definitely was the inspiration just seeing how coaches moving at the time. That's
0: super. That's that's what's up. So you go spend your time right as as we know you gotta spend your time coaching clinics, meeting coaches, players, training them. Uh, how did you get back to your to, – how did you get to Tennessee State to come back around as his head coach? How did that play out for you?
1: All right, so it's all about being a good person. You know, I said deserve to win. People remember how you treated them. People remember how you are when, you know, things are not going well, when adversity is not going uh, your way. You know, all those things are ma- – never burn bridges. All that stuff mm-hmm. is important. Uh, smiling at people, uh, making people – feel comfortable around you like that's just naturally who I am and so when I was there as a GA I th- I, I think a lot of people enjoyed me around there you know what I'm saying a lot of people thought I was on the staff you know like one of the assistant coaches because I was just so involved in everything they did on campus and I did my own thing on campus too like I would go to people's events I just try to be uh, around invested. yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, I left I left um, TSU at the Cumberland University for, for three years as an NAIA assistant coach. And then I went to Columbia state as a head coach. And I want to say TSU would maybe changed coaches two or three times in that little six, seven year span. And in 2014, my name, my, my dates can be off a little bit. 2014, uh, my Juco team was like the number three team in the country. I was the head coach loaded with talent and, um, the job at Tennessee State came open the same year. And everybody's like, I just had this massive run in the national tournament. Uh, You know, everybody locally is like, oh, Penny, man, he'll be the next coach at TSU. But I was only like 28 years old or something like that, 29. And uh, so I, I, I felt like the people at TSU said, you know what, let's give them an opportunity to come in and interview. And this was in like 2014, so I, I knew I had like no chance to get it because I had zero head coaching experience on the Division One level. I had zero coaching experience on the Division One level as a full time coach, and they had other they had other candidates that you know had were blowing me out the water were experienced, but I so I took the mindset of okay, I know I might not get this job, but I'm gonna do everything I can to make it hard for them to tell me no. Like that was that was my mindset. So I put together these these uh programs and this presentation and I was full of energy and, you know saying and people remember me from my time there anyways but I just wanted to make them look good that they brought me on campus so I didn't get the job well I, I was a top five finalist and so they you know it's a couple processes they break down from like 100 to 10 to 20 mm-hmm. and they have a final five and I was in the final five they actually came on campus and interviewed, and I didn't get the job but I got their attention so that next year I went to back to columbia state junior college and we went to national tournament again we were ranked in the country again and then i left and went to east tennessee state and we went to the ncaa tournament at east tennessee state and uh and for two years we went 24 games and 28 games something like that like we had a great year both years and then uh went to illinois state and went to the congress championship game that year and so I, i was just Boom! 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 Just win it, win it, and then the tissue job can open again. And now this time it was kind of like, hold up, <laughs> it's
0: remember meant to the be. Young boy? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you remember the young boy? It's time to bring him back. Yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah. he got the experience now. He he didn't done, done a few different times in a few different places. Yeah. So uh, so I, that's how it all happened, man. And it's I uh, got to give 100 percent credit to our uh, the athletic director. It was Teresa Phillips, man. She's a pioneer, a legend. Without her. I don't know if I ever would have been a Division One head coach uh, ever, and especially not at the age thirty-three years old. So um, now I'm in, entering my fourth year, and we 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 continue to knock that door down. Oh, man, yeah, tell you, that. you said Look
0: thirty-three. Mel oh, yeah, you 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 young in the game with it. That's that's super dope, man. That's that's super dope. But let me let me ask about those again. High school those those long days long night struggles as a head coach as a young black head coach because as i know even in here the di- dynamics is different here too for me going from jc to high school and uh it, it's at sometimes it can get defeating a little bit or give me some things where you had to overcome or you kind of like you know what you you push through to come on the other side of it a better person a better coach
1: um a lot uh you know time management you know i think understanding that you gotta have some balance uh, with your life, especially when you have family and children, so you know I w- I'm the type of dude who wants to be in the gym all day and grind it out, and you know watch film. And I start realizing I don't have to watch film in my office. I can go home and watch film and involve my family. And I don't have to keep them away from practice. They, I can bring them to practice and have them sit in practices and watch practices and have fun. And we go out to eat afterwards together. You know what I'm saying? So just start trying to have that balance. Of being able to keep everybody happy, I think that's that's key for any coach, especially young coaches. That you know you can't get too consumed with 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 your uh, sport or your job because there's a lot more important things than just that. And if you can kind of get that balance, then actually everything will actually end up being better for you. Actually, you'll be a better coach, and uh, you'll be a better father and a better husband. So I think that's the main thing, bro. How
0: do you how do you deal with the the adversities of sometimes? people telling you no or that you couldn't do something. How would you how would you deal with that? If somebody was telling me no, I don't do it or trying to stop you for your progress, how would you handle that to go ahead and prove them wrong?
1: I love it. I it's actually like the best thing you can tell me. The worst thing for you to tell me, but the best thing for me is that I love when people tell me I can't do something. Uh it just motivates me and it makes me go harder. Um I remember when I was co coach, my A D said uh I told him on my job interview that I wanted to be ranked in the country and I wanted to, you know, go to Hutch and try to win it. He was like, don't worry about that. Like, that's not nothing you need to be worried about. Like, just graduate your kids and stuff like that. Like, basically, like, the budget is not going to be good enough for me to get those type of players in here to win those kind of games. And so it was virtually impossible to do it. And we went 11 games my first year. And he was like, told you, kind of like, told you so type deal. But then the next year we were 28 and 2 ranked and we were ranked third in the country and I had the number one Juba player in the country in my team. We had a little uh a post a post um season meeting. And I said, You remember last year when you told me I couldn't do it? He <laughs> was like, yeah. yeah, you're right, I'm proud of you, boy, type, you no know, type stuff. So it's the same thing here, man, on this level. You got there's so many people. It's too many people that are pushing us to excited about what we're doing you can't even, you don't even hear that, you know, that negative stuff people say. And when you do, it's kind of like, you know, if, like what Drake said, like, oh, I needed that. <laughs> Somebody yeah. told me I felt alive, but oh, I needed that. Yeah. You know, it ain't nothing but inspiration to me every now and then when I hear people say, I can't or no, we can't do something.
0: Yeah, definitely like the Migos, somewhere I got get a little straightening, right? You got to understand, you got to straighten them out, right? So uh, that's what's up. Let me ask this question. Karan DeShields, was he on that team when you got to Tennessee?
1: Nah, man, he's a little older. Okay. A couple years removed. Okay. When he was around though. That's my dude, K D, yeah. my dude. He always trains and gets us in the gym. Yeah. Spend a lot of time with K D man.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he's definitely a good dude, man. Me and his big cousin Dante Greens is, is is real good people. But well, I met K D years ago. He's a workaholic, man. Still overseas right now, trying to get his thing going. He he handles business, man. He always go back to T S U always. He loves it there, man. He said that was a great decision for him to go back that way too man so before we get out of here coach um congratulations first on the on the new court in there i see it on the ig dope feeling to get that early christmas gift i know the players yourself love that but um triple threat right we talk about triple threat in the game we know what that is but for me or for anybody listening give me your triple threat man three things that you know that you want to either tell the people or people should realize or young players should realize that they're coming to the game to get to the college level man it's just give me give me three things man that you want to let them know
1: Three things to let the young people know about getting the, uh, what it's going to take to get to college, or just three things I want to let them know. Period. Anything,
0: period. We going anything because this is all free game for them right now. And you might have kids listening, you might have parents listening, <laughs> you might you know I mean. You might have some kids thinking that oh, I can't go to this school because that you know anything, man. We just we just trying to educate them on the show and then let them know. look, you can make it too. But whatever you want to do, you know, it's on you.
1: Gotcha. Um, I think the first thing is, man, you have to be a good person. You have to carry yourself the right way. Understand your social media is a direct representation of you. We're all looking at it. Us coaches are looking at it. Your people, your potential people, how are you looking at it? Watch what you're putting out there on social media. Got to be a good person in all aspects of your life, okay? Don't be, don't be one way. And when you're in front of me, you get back and you're a totally different person. Be a good person, okay, all the time. All yeah. right, that's number one. Number two is um, understand that you got, this is really number one, uh you have to have something that's bigger than you that you can digest in times uh, when times are not, our times are tough and for me it's god you know it's really the number one thing i should have said you have to have something bigger than you um some people it's the family some people it's, it's their legacies their name but my religion and, and, and god the person who got me here today is something that i always lean on when times get tough because um, times are gonna get tough it's gonna rain it's gonna storm things are not gonna go your way what are you going to lean back on? You know the values uh, that you've been taught. You know, and so have something bigger than yourself. And and for me personally, it's my it's it's my religion. And the third thing is that it just when it comes to Tennessee State, uh, Tennessee State is a pla- a special place. Uh, I w- I want everybody to know that if your dream is to 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 have an opportunity to go on and be whatever you want to be in life, you can do it at Tennessee State. Whatever it is you want to be a doctor, you can do it here. you want to be a policeman, you can do it here. Teacher, whatever, dentist, architectural engineer, you can do it here. If you want to be an NBA player, you can do it here. NFL, you can do it here. It don't matter what you want to do. We produced all of those things. I can sit here and brag about all the NBA players we've had that's drafted and all the NFL players that we've had drafted. That's easy. I can do that. But any of the dreams that you want to come true can come true here. You do not have to run to whatever the quote-unquote is the best school in the that's done it, or the, the school that's had the most NBA draft picks, or the most whatever. My whole job since I've been here at TSU is to educate you that your dreams can come through just right here at any HBCU, Tennessee State, especially since that's where I'm at right now, and uh, and you can do your history work on that. And so, I think that's three crisp things like right oh, that for yeah. you.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, that, that's definitely, like, it's definitely solid, man, I definitely, like I said, I'm in California, but like I said, now I think it's a forever link, I'm, I'm trying to get kids from out here back down there, I mean, like, they gotta see more to it, it's opportunity, and um, yeah. it's a chance to still play the game, but also, man, that, the networking and the the friends you make down, down South that way is just lifelong friends, man, because you gotta go through some things, but you, uh, it definitely holds more clout, man. So I definitely appreciate you, Coach. I'm gonna be tapped in going forward. And if I'm ever in the city close by or definitely try to catch a game, man, I'm I'm definitely gonna link you, man. But I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Thanks
1: for having me. And uh I can tell you this, at 37 years old, ain't nobody picking me up 94 feet. I'm gonna I, just throw it to another guard. Man. Hey, no,
0: hey, <laughs> hey, i coach, I'm gonna be 39 and next month. I'm saying I'm walking the ball. You can have it. Let me just hey, it's safety got to go home. We got to work the next day. We got to coach, man. So I'm on the same page with you, my guy. <laughs> Pre- appreciate you, man. Have a good rest of your day, man. All right. You too. All man. right. Peace. Peace.